Hello and welcome to night number 27 of 31 Nights of Frights, year 4, the Stephen King of Horror. My name is Adam and I'll be your host. Night 27 brings us to probably one of my favorite movies. It also has the honor of dividing audiences, but now that the dust has settled and it's 14 years later, I believe that it's looked on fondly now and audiences truly realize the brilliance of this film. It's time to announce the movie. Starring Thomas Jane, Marcia Gay Harden, Lori Holden, Andre Brower, William Sadler, and Jeffrey DeMunn. This is the 2007 Frank Darabont directed The Mist. The Mist tells the story of a group of survivors that are holed up in a supermarket because a storm has unleashed some bloodthirsty HP Lovecraft inspired creatures. Seriously, there is a HP Lovecraft Cthulhu-like creature in this film. To say any more about the plot would be to ruin it. So if you haven't seen The Mist, it's been 14 years. Why in the world haven't you seen it? I have fond memories of watching this in theaters on Thanksgiving night back in 2007. I don't know if anyone really remembers that or not, but this was released in a holiday time and it's not the most holiday feeling of films. So why in the world did the Weinsteins release this over the course of the Thanksgiving holiday? I have no idea. But it honestly was a great theater experience, especially when that ending hit. This has a very controversial ending, which I may get into a little bit later, as that'll be the spoiler portion, which I really hope you see the movie before I talk about that. I'm not quite sure if I want to go there or not, considering it is a pretty big point of the film. And since it left some audience members very cold on the whole experience, it was an ending that I really enjoyed. I remember sitting there in the theater being like, wow, that was a ballsy ending. Not only that, the audience members that were there, people said, you gotta be effing kidding me, and booed when that happened. But I think I'm probably getting ahead of myself. I really do think The Mist is a wonderful film, specifically with what Frank Darabont tried to do here. At the end of the day, when you're watching The Mist, you get a very old school horror movie type of feel, and Frank Darabont really succeeded in what he was trying to accomplish. The fact that the survivors of this storm are holed up there in that supermarket, it really does remind me of a Night of the Living Dead type of situation where you have that threat outside. Of course, you're safe inside, but for how long? It gives you that claustrophobia feel even though the supermarket is much bigger than the farmhouse in Night of the Living Dead. Director Frank Darabont even went so far as creating a black and white version of the movie. A lot of times that can be met with a we're doing it because we can, but in this case, watching it in black and white really does drive home that old school horror movie feel. If it wasn't for the profanity in the film, this would sit perfectly fine with The Last Man on Earth or Night of the Living Dead. The Mist has that sense of hopelessness by the end of it. That moment where hope comes by way too late. So as far as my preferred version of the movie, I think both works well. I like it in color, I like it in black and white. The difference is, is that the black and white completely changes the feel of the movie. It also hides some of the shoddy CGI. This is a film that is filled with CGI. Some of it looks okay, some of it doesn't look all that great. But it never quite takes you out of the movie, so that's a good thing. 
If you listen to any of my podcasts about some horror films that had a lot of creature effects, you'll know that I like practical over CGI. I think most people do, even if they don't know that they do. I would imagine that Frank Darabont would have wanted to use practical effects, however, I don't think the budget would have allowed it. This isn't a big budget film, but it's not a low budget film either. One of the most impressive things about this film is the fact that there is a large number of The Walking Dead cast members before they were in The Walking Dead on this, and of course Frank Darabont was showrunner for The Walking Dead for the first season, and I guess a few episodes of season two? Either way, it's a lot of fun to see the cast members here before they were on that show that Frank Darabont was a part of. It seems like Frank Darabont likes to use a lot of the same actors in his films. For example, actor Jeffrey DeMunn was in The Green Mile. He was also in the Frank Darabont written The Blob remake, which is a blast if you've never seen it. Overall, acting across the board in this movie is very strong. It has to be, because the entire movie, yes, there's creatures, but the entire movie hinges on these actors giving convincing portrayals. There is a couple standouts. One of them would be Melissa McBride. Frank Darabont would later cast her in The Walking Dead as Carol. In The Mist, she plays a mom that just desperately wants to get home to her children. She's stuck in the supermarket. She's willing to go and brave whatever horrors lurk outside of the supermarket. She's willing to brave that just to get home to her kids. Not to give too much away there, but it does work out for her in the end. It's just that in the movie when she's begging everybody for help and nobody's willing to try to help her, it's a very sad and realistic moment because we know if this was real life, people probably wouldn't be willing to help out. They're looking out for themselves because they simply want to survive. They didn't care about her. They didn't care about her kids. They didn't care about her situation. In the end, people simply care about themselves. Sadly, that is a somewhat bitter take on human nature, but I feel it's a pretty true look at how things and people really are. Another one that I have to point out here because you're going to love to hate her when you watch this movie, and that's Marcia Gay Harden. She plays a overly religious person who believes that these creatures are signaling that it's the end of times. She also proceeds to grab a group of people and hold prayer sessions. Again, it's another thing where Frank Darabont has something to say about how people don't necessarily act rationally when they're facing a life and death situation or an astonishing event such as this. They think that maybe there's a good possibility they're going to die, so they want to comfort themselves by praying and trying to make it right with the man upstairs. The most level-headed of the group would be Thomas Jane's character of David Drayton, who seems to be one of the few in this movie that are actually thinking logically. He, of course, wants to get home to his wife and simply makes a promise to his son that he will keep him safe no matter what. One of the best things about this movie is that it does what any good zombie movie, survival movie, monster movie, it does what it should, and that's it focuses on the monsters inside as opposed to focusing on the monsters outside. I think that's one of the things that really interests me in these types of films is that they're very interesting character studies. I don't know if they would exactly work if they were just simply monsters for the sake of being monsters, but Frank Darabont really tried to incorporate some other themes into this. It's very much in the same spirit as George A. Romero. 
One more thing about that ending. I know I keep going back to it because it's one of the things that when you see it, you'll never forget it. I think it's great that Darabont tried to actually end the film, considering the original Stephen King novella didn't really have an ending, or at the very least, the one that was presented wasn't very good, which is pretty much right in line with Stephen King in general. One of the more strange things about The Mist is that it did have a TV show remake. I really don't know how that one turned out, as I didn't watch it. I don't know if it would actually be very compelling or not. The reason I say that is because it seems to really work well here in a film. I don't know how much expansion you could actually have on it unless you wanted to say where the monsters came from, which we get an answer for that in the film. So maybe that show explored that aspect? I have no idea. I also know that it only lasted for one season, so that's another thing. Who knows if the show actually ended itself? That also hit at a time when there was a lot of horror TV shows out, and every one of them was trying to be the next Walking Dead. Anyway, we're not talking about a TV show that I didn't watch, and I'm assuming not a lot of people did, or else it would have gotten another season. I don't know if I really have any negatives about this movie. I like both versions of it. I like the characters and the things that the movie has to say. It feels like a near-perfect little horror film, or at least in my eyes it is. To me, this was a welcome return to form because Frank Darabont did get his start doing some horror stuff, such as the Blob remake that I mentioned earlier. He also adapted some Stephen King short stories from Night Shift into little short films, which I remember I owned on VHS. The Mist is not just a fun little horror film, it also feels like a fun precursor to The Walking Dead because it shares a lot of similarities as far as character studies and a good chunk of the cast of that show. This also comes from somebody who loved Frank Darabont's other adaptations of Stephen King's works, such as The Green Mile and The Shawshank Redemption. Both are excellent films, however, they're not really horror. To me, it's always good to see a creator return to his roots, especially when he creates something like The Mist, and it winds up being a great film in its own right. It should come as no surprise that The Mist comes highly recommended from me. If you have never seen it, you owe it to yourself to check it out. Even if you don't like some of the decisions that were made, it's good to see that there are bold decisions. You also can't go wrong with whichever version you watch. If you watch the color one or the black and white, they're different experiences, but you're still going to have a great time with it. I guess if you want to see the director's original intent, then watch the black and white version as that's his preferred version, so you could think of that as a director's cut. Either way, if you haven't seen it, just see it. I'm going to close out tonight's episode. As a reminder, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Adam underscore analyzes. If you need to catch up on past episodes of 31 Nights of Frights or my weekly podcast, Adam Analyzes, you can do so at adamanalyzes.com. If you don't do the whole social media thing, you can drop me an email at adamanalyzespodcast at gmail.com. And if you're enjoying my podcast, why not tell a friend about it? tell two friends. Or if you have a free moment, I'd greatly appreciate it if you would leave a five-star rating at the podcast listening platform of your choice. It'll allow me to reach new listeners as well as create new content. And as you know by now, I simply love those digital hugs. But with that being said, 
be kind, and good night. I will see you back here tomorrow for night number 28.